The Holy Gospel for this day is from Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his, pastor's, his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Holy wisdom, holy word, thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Most holy God, you speak to us today in a wonderful parable meant for your century and for ours. Help us to hear your word for us today, O Lord. Help us to be like the servants who risked using the talents. Most holy and blessed God, you have indeed richly bestowed upon us many things, many talents. Help us, Almighty God, to honor those gifts by using them. In your holy and most blessed name we pray, amen. Well, the parable that we have just heard about the man who had three servants and who, when he went away, on a journey, entrusted those three servants with a great deal of money. 
to one servant, he entrusted five talents. To another servant, two talents. To another servant, one talent. A talent in the first century was a measure of money. It was an amount. Corresponding to today's money, it would be about one and a half million dollars per talent. This is a lot of money for each of those servants to be in charge of. An awesome amount. They had decisions to make how they would use their talents. The whole point of the parable, they were called upon to use what they have been given. As we look at this parable, on one level, it is about money. It is about how these gentlemen use their money, to use their master's money. And of course, for us, it is the message, we too have money. How do we use our money? Or maybe I should say, how do we use the money God has entrusted to us? We can use it to make this world a better place, like an entrepreneur who takes risks. We can hoard it, put it in a coffee can, and hide it under the bed, and play it safe. During the 11 o'clock service today, I'm going to have a little children's sermon. And since you're not going to be there, unless you want to come back, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. So I have a roll of dollar coins, you know, the gold ones. And I'm going to give each of the kids a coin. And I'm going to ask them, you know, what is this? Well, it's money. Tell me, what do you do with money? And I'm going to listen to their responses. What can you do with money? I want you to think a little bit about what they're going to say. I dare say the first level will be you spend it on something you want. Okay? So the whole point of the children's sermon is to open them up to the idea that money can be used for lots of different things. Not just purchasing things that we want, but also making a difference in the world. And I'm hopefully going to get them to the point where they can be willing to release some of it. So they're all going to get a coin, and I'm going to say to them at the end, you do whatever you want with it. It's a little Lutheran guilt as they exit, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose, you know, they always say, well, the children's sermon is meant more for adults than it is for kids. So I think the point will be made for the adults as well. So that's the point Jesus is trying to make too, but not just about money. This parable ultimately is about much more than money. It is about all of who we are, our talent, our time, our treasure. And God is telling, Jesus is telling this story to encourage us to use our gift of life well. In fact, it's interesting the word talent. In the first century, it only referred to money. But through this parable, over the centuries, that word talent became something else. Its definition has changed to what we have today. All of you know that your talent is some God-given ability that's been granted to you. And I think it's the way people have interpreted this parable for 20 centuries, that the word has changed. Now, if Jesus were to 
tell this parable today and use a story that we might better identify with rather than a master and slaves. He might tell it like this. Once upon a time, there were three children. God gave them each great talent. To one little girl, he gave the talent of music. To a little boy, he gave the talent of reading and writing. To another little girl, athletic ability. The musical girl developed her talent. She practiced. Practice, practice, practice. And in time, she took the risk of performance, of sharing her talent with an audience. In time, her life became quite successful. She became someone who was a performer and someone who was a music teacher. She had a happy life and a very full life. The second child, if you remember, was a little boy who had reading and writing ability. He, too, used his ability well, his talent. He went off to college, got an English major with a creative writing emphasis. And his dream was to publish, to be a writer, a poet, a short story writer, a novelist. He tried time and time again to get his work published. Rejection after rejection after rejection. He took the risk of putting his words out there for the world around him. Finally, a novel took hold, was published, became a bestseller on the New York Times list. The third child, a little girl, was given the gift of athletic ability. However, she never thought of herself as being athletic. She noticed everybody else's talent but her own. And so she didn't practice. She didn't work at it. She had the potential to get a full-ride scholarship to a major university. She was that good. But it didn't work out. And her life was different because she failed to use her talent, to develop her talent. Jesus would tell such a story to us, and he would let it absorb. And he would have us identify with the different people in the story. Maybe especially with the girl who thought everybody else had talent but herself. Or Jesus might have told this parable, which is a little bit different in its emphasis. Once upon a time, there were three brothers who all retired in the same year. They had each worked very hard in their careers and saved well. They had no money worries. But now each of those three brothers had the tremendous gift of time. What would they do with this gift of time? The first brother was quite church-involved, and he helped organize and start a food bank at his church. He also joined a golf club, took up golf, and became friends with a lot of other people at the club and interacted with a whole new set of people. He loved to exercise, stayed healthy. He lived a long and healthy life. The second brother was someone who loved to learn things. He took up Spanish in retirement and 
as he became fluent in Spanish, he knew he had to try to use it. So he would make trips down to Central America where he would volunteer in an orphanage, more for his interest in learning Spanish as much as helping the kids there. He, too, lived a full, happy life. The third brother, however, used the gift of time rather poorly. He was like the hoarder, the one who buries the gift. He stayed home, watched TV all the time, loved Westerns. Oh, I, I love Westerns, too, but that's all he did. He drank a lot, too. He ate too much. Never exercised. He became what, you know, we sometimes say is a, a bitter old man. And he died young. Jesus would tell that parable and he'd look at us and just let the parable sink in. And then he might say, well, how about one more? Since this is a church, I'll tell you a church parable. Once upon a time, there were two churches. They were about the same size, active, strong churches, little conflict. Each of the churches received a million-dollar bequest from one of the church members who had died that year. The first church took that million-dollar bequest and they created a preschool that they hadn't had before. Not only did they create a preschool, they hired a young person to work with teenagers. The second church thought, oh, yeah, great, a million dollars. We'll put it in an endowment, and we'll take the interest, and we'll pay the bills of the church. The first church thrived. More and more people came the ministry was active and involved. The second church, the endowment church, the people knew that the interest was going to cover all the bills of the church, and so giving went way down. And pretty soon, the activity of the church went down, and people stopped coming. And it wasn't long before there was no one left in that nice, wealthy, endowed church. And Jesus would simply let that story float over us. And maybe say, do you get it now? And if not, he would speak more directly to us. Maybe not in parable form, but maybe directly to each one of us with a letter. This is the letter that he would say to us. Dear Marilyn, dear Carol, dear Bob, dear Ted, dear Pastor Mike, dear, you put in your name. And this is what Jesus would write. I know you. I know each one of you sitting here. I know your hopes. And I know your sorrow. I know your deepest secrets. I know your fear. I also know something that you often forget. I know that I have given you 
a unique set of gifts that no one else in the world has. You have talent. You have talent different from anyone on this earth. I invite you to follow me. Follow me by using your talents. I do not want you to define your faith with a set of doctrines. I want you to define your faith by following and using the talents that I've given you. Have faith in your talents. Develop them and make this world a better place. And then Jesus would say to us, something really quite profound, he would say, remember the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is fear. The servant who buried his talent was fearful and hesitant to engage the world. I say to you, as I said to Joseph and to Mary and to Zechariah, do not be afraid. Be your true self. Give yourself away. Risk yourself in love and in service and in joy. Amen. Most holy and blessed God, thank you for speaking to us today. Your words are comforting, but they're also challenging. Too often we deny the many blessings, the great talent that we have each received. Help us to use, almighty God, those gifts, time, talent, treasure, to make this a better world, to give ourselves away, to be entrepreneurs of faith. In your holy and blessed name we pray. Amen.